Today on the podcast, we'll discuss Nirvana, Turntable FM, and Viral Vampires. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Wealthfront. Wealthfront is a low-cost automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way. This type of thing would be great for me because I have no idea how to invest my money. In fact, I'm uh, dangerously stupid when it comes to investing my money which is uh, where something like Wealthfront would come in. It works 24-7 to manage your portfolio, keeping it diversified, customized your risk profile, and optimizing its trading behavior to keep your tax bill low, all without ever charging commissions. Whether you've got millions, or billions like myself, or you're just starting out, Wealthfront is the most sophisticated way to invest your money. To sign up and get your free personalized investment portfolio, go to wealthfront.com slash tomorrow. Are you a tech professional searching for a new company to share your tech skills with? Then you should check out Hired. Hired connects talent with top tech companies. On Hired, software engineers and designers can get five plus interviews in a week. Hired works with over 2,500 companies from startups to large public companies, employers from 12 major tech hubs in North America and Europe, and is totally free for users. If you get a job through Hired, they'll give you a $2,000 thank you bonus. And here's something that's kind of cool. If you use Hired.com slash tomorrow podcast to sign up, they'll double the bonus if you accept a job. So they'll double the $2,000 thank you bonus when you sign up at hired.com slash tomorrow podcast. If you're not looking for a job, but know someone who is, you can refer them to hired and get a $1,337 bonus when they accept a job too. So what are you waiting for? Check out hired.com slash tomorrow podcast right now. My guest today is a familiar voice and a familiar name. Part two. <laughs> this is part two of the Rembrandt Brown Supercast. I demanded a part two. I just invented that. Can I tell a little bit of the story of, of how part two came about? Yeah, let's talk. Uh, okay, we're just going to get into it because we don't have any time to waste. Yeah. Because Rem was slightly late to the studio today. No yeah, big deal. I was late. No big deal. Diva. <laughs> he came in, demanded water. <laughs> It was insane. Um, so uh, last we finished the last podcast, and then we talked afterwards, you and I. Yes. And we had a really good conversation. And then like the night before the podcast went up, you were like, can we redo the podcast? Because the conver- <laughs> basically, I really like the conversation we had. At, not that you didn't like the conversation we had. Can you turn me up a little bit? I'm a little quiet here, Paul. Sorry. Magnus, by the way, is not in the studio today, so it's a very weird good. vibe. Um, you really enjoyed the conversation we had afterwards. You wanted to have that conversation on the air. Then I was like, let's do part two. I'm just real. <laughs> You're just real. That's we, were, we were having a very... A kind of an unreal thing we were to ha- say. We were having... Uh, I, I'm, I'm so real. I'm That's the, the thing people don't I'm know the about I'm the realist. Me. I'm extremely real. A lot of people uh, miss that about me. I, uh, we were having a very loud, animated conversation about the, um, the race to the bottom of the internet yeah. in, a, in like a pretty empty restaurant. Basically empty. There was one guy there. Who and I, I re- think the whole staff was just like... Just like became very 
our audience for our were they listening i think they were listening they're like well these guys are fucking smart or they're like these guys are insane they're like who, annoying like, but they're ordering drinks yeah so. they're ordering drinks but like Whatever. who cares about the internet <laughs> <laughs> it's true though but the things we were talking about i think a lot of people don't talk about or think about or care about this is actually interesting because this week it's all been all about like ad blocking and like businesses dying and you know like media bedlam yeah but we were talking about a lot of what we talked about, and a lot of, actually, I've talked about this. I had Matt Buchanan and John Herman on. We talked a little bit about this. You know, Matt. And John. I like one of them. I'm kidding. I like wow. <laughs> which one? You know, actually, it's John, right? This is unfortunate. What? I do not know John Herman. Oh, really? I've always, well, he's I've, a lot like Matt Buchanan. I've always he's, I've always, a, he's a redhead. I've always wanted to know John Herman, but he's I don't a know. Nice guy. He's but a nice I, guy. I, I love Buchanan. He's, he's a, no Matt Buchanan. He's a Georgia boy, Buchanan. Every, yes, every, he is. Every time he goes, he flies into Atlanta. I get a text from him. He'd be like, and he's like, "You in here, Atlanta?" It's like, like, "Here I am." No, I'm not. <laughs> so why would you be in Atlanta? I mean, cool. You live. You don't <laughs> live there. Um, so we were just talking about like, but we've I've talked about this a bit, and it's something that's on my mind a lot. I wrote about it. I've been thinking about it. Uh, like, it kind of sucks. Stuff sucks on the internet a lot of the time lately. Like, like the content. I hate. I by the way, I hate the word content. A yeah, bad, I hate it bad. But there's like not a better. Stuff is the other word that I use. It's yeah. like the stuff that's on the internet is bad, like on several levels. Tell me, let's talk about. It. Like, tell me what you think is going on out there. So here's what I. So I, I try not to say or talk about my life in terms of content that no. much. But you love content, though. I mean, you're a content I, producer. I'm. I think I'm in like a. I go through phases where I am actively trolling myself. And by trolling myself, I'm trolling everyone. Right. Um, because, yes, like in some ways, part of my job has been to be a provider on the internet, like make right. stuff for the internet, make yeah. stuff for consumption that, you know, other people can, I'm sure. You're, um, you're, you're like feeding the beast. Yeah. For me, though, I, I, as soon as, as soon as something goes up and, Oftentimes, like as soon as I like turn something in, like my like my work and care is done. You're over. I uh, I I it would it would be dishonest for me to say I don't care about the response because obviously I I do care about the response. I don't like the idea of writing things in a vacuum. Right. But of all the things to be concerned about, you know, everything that happens once something is made public, I just like I can't. I, I've tried so many times to care about that side right. of media, and I just you I mean just, like the I echo chamber don't. of the echo chamber of people talking about the things. I mean the echo chamber of people talking about things to you know the way it's cross platform promoted. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever said that out loud. Cross platform, you love cross. I, I don't even know. I, I honestly don't know what that means. Cross platform is like you know it's on multiple, Facebook. It's on multiple platforms. Tumblr. Yeah, it, all that stuff. Like that's the business, right? Of that's not the that's. You're not. Ma- that's not the making part. Yeah, and in my mind, that's becoming a a a very crowded world where everyone is. I, not even a crowded world. It's like a an easier world to become a part of. Right. And the world of actually making good stuff is becoming a smaller and smaller world where it's almost beginning to feel like a a craft again or like a a skill writing things that aren't just meant to be cross platform promoted. So, so would you say would you say and correct me if I'm misunderstanding, but um there's basically like there's 
stuff that's made to travel essentially like yeah. it's built designed for maximum exposure yes right and then there's like the stuff that i think you care about and i care about deeply and 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 maybe wish there was more of which is like it can travel it will travel it sometimes is amazing at traveling yeah but its primary purpose is not like how can i get like how can you get the maximum and i'm not going to call shit clickbait because i think clickbait is like a it's like a catch-all that is um yeah not fair but like there is does seem to be an enormous amount of content that uh content that is not driven by like the desire to make something good is driven by the desire to make something popular yeah and i i enjoy dwelling in a world of writing things that just the the way they're they, the way they look on paper is not designed to travel but it may or but it sometimes still does right. like but that could, that's like not a for me it's like that's not a formula it's just like it was good it traveled because right people like liked it because it worked because the idea was good like there there is just a formula to make things travel right um like it like an excuse you think like you've been doing your taxes all wrong yeah like we were talking about this i don't know if we talked about it on the air last time but we, I, I tend not to talk about my taxes on the air but it's the article that is like you've been doing your taxes all wrong like that story mm-hmm. is not like i'm gonna write the best article about like how to do your taxes in the world probably yeah it's more like how can I get somebody to look at the story about some little factoid about taxes I picked up? Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's a real problem. I think, but the question is like, what's the solution? Well, so I, so here's another thing. Yeah. I say all of that and. But then you're working on a, you've been doing your taxes all wrong. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't have the visceral reaction that I think some people do that think it's like evil or it's like a, a, a problem. It's just like, I don't, need to be in in the business of that like i don't i don't need to be in a in a universe where i am doing things to make them travel to to write to make content that is like easily distributed on snapchat like i like i don't i don't i I can't i can't stop that yeah what's your what is is your snapchat you know what's your strategy uh, I deleted it. <laughs> that was, I don't, that was Snap, my. That was my. That was. I don't get. I mean, I don't want to like. I, I do want to pick up on what you're saying, but I, like Snapchat, I don't. I I get. I understand why people are using it, and like I do occasionally use it, but I don't really. It doesn't really connect to for me like on a, any deep level. And that's okay. That's the thing. Is it? I don't it's know. Completely okay. I'm trying to get my stories moving on Snapchat. And like you could, if you cared. If you spend a week, you would you would be very good at Snapchat. I'm gonna do a thing where like I walk around, like doing a selfie video where I read a story that I've written. Yeah, does that seem like a good way to engage the viewer? One time i I was on a I was on a I was stuck on the tarmac, and I just downloaded Periscope and just Periscope myself reading a whole like Sky Mall. Oh my god. It was probably very popular. Did a lot of people tune in? Got a lot of, uh, had a lot of uh, impact. Did you get a lot of engagement on that? A lot of engagement. Was it, did it go viral? Uh, I don't know if it went viral. <laughs> I'd like to think that it did. Sounds like it should have if it didn't. I can just see that on BuzzFeed right now. I, I like, like and, and that's why. Dude I, stuck on plane reads entire Sky Mall catalog on Periscope. <laughs> you have to admit that does sound like a story you might read today. Yeah. And here's the thing. That's okay. I don't, I don't have any issue I mean, it's kind of the, like the way I I treat Twitter. It's like I still 
behave on Twitter like I did when I had like 17 followers. Yeah. Where it's just like, this is like a fun place. Occasionally I talk to yeah, my like friends. Yeah, like this bullshit you pulled the other night during the debate. <laughs> what bullshit? When you're like 300 retweets, you're like, <laughs> the best tweet of all time. <laughs> and and I'm like, like <laughs> doing everything I can, calling people on the phone like, you got to retweet this. Yeah. And then you didn't do it. I was like, eh, never mind. What was the tweet? I couldn't, um, I was trying to, uh, uh, upload a photo and my Twitter kept, kept crashing when I hit my photo library. Wait, that was going to be the best, the, the photo? Yeah. Oh, so it was a photo. And I had a caption too. Can I see it? Uh, uh it's just like too late. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was this the, is, it was the best I stopped, of all time. I stopped, watching, all time. I stopped watching the debate and just, I literally was doing like just refreshing your profile to see that, that tweet. To I was see. trying to do it. I was you ready. You got more than 300 retweets. I was ready. I got to try this though. Sometimes you were just like, give me 300 retweets and I'll do something. And people did it. They're like, okay. I mean like every other week I'm just, I get bored. I'm like, you know what? Uh, I, I just tweet like some big news. Which is my favorite Twitter when someone makes an announcement. Oh, it's like I have some some news or some big news. Yeah, yeah. And then just it's always just some bullshit. Yeah, and like one day it's actually going to be like some big news. Like it's like the boy who cried wolf. Like yeah. no one's going to find. Yeah, you're going to be like some big news. It's like I'm working. I'm, I'm the president. I'm I'm uh, working at IBM now. Yeah, I'm. People be like, no, don't care. Yeah, this guy's lying. <laughs> and you really are either the president or <laughs> or working at IBM. Those are the only yeah. two possibilities. But see, I think that makes you. Better on Twitter than people who are worried about but content and their brand and being viral because like your shit's like real and it's interesting. I just want everyone to be uh, humans as often as possible. Yeah, so do I. So I I'm just, moving this lamp. It's, it, it's too bright. They didn't even know there was a lamp there. Yeah, but I'm telling the if listener, you're not if you're not watching this, there's a lamp in the room. There was a lamp and it was just turned up a little yeah. bit in a way. That I just I want everyone to be uh, their best. Um, their best self, okay. and I know, <laughs> I know that that's like really self helpish. He remember wants you to be the best you you can be. Yeah, it's like what Oprah like live your best life. That's the Oprah yeah. mantra. This is like this is a very Oprah moment. But you know, like, internet's a very like uh, terrifyingly performative space, and yeah. we're all performative. I'm performative. I'm just yeah trying to be performative as little as possible. Because, like, there's actually a a part of the internet where I'm like my true self, which is like me writing. Like that's just like me, right. and like that's right. there's no there's no outside forces. And I I know that that's a rare. I know some people just like depending on where they work or what they do, like they don't have the ability to kind of make internet or write or do whatever without right. the the whole internet economy business world kind of you know factoring into yeah. the way they do it it's yeah. just like i just i want sometimes i see someone write something and i'm like i ah i wish you didn't have to write it that way right, right? but you kind of i know you have to right because that's part of the job yeah but that part of the job is sometimes it's like when it's servicey or something you know it makes sense but it has become a bit too common don't you think i mean there is this there is this Okay, if Twitter didn't exist and Facebook didn't exist and Instagram didn't exist, yeah, and let's say the let's say the internet the internet exists, but like, would you be writing? Yeah, I mean, you think you'd still be writing? Yeah, like not as not, not as many people know who I am, right? Not as many people um, 
be writing, but you know, I. But the writing part's the important part. The writing part's the important part. Important part. Also, I think my my kind of peer group that started writing um, for like publications around 2010, 2011 is the last like pre Twitter journalism wave. It really was like I I had a Twitter account, didn't really use it. Right. Um, like Twitter was not. I joined Twitter in like 2009 or something. Yeah. And I know I didn't use it for a long time. Yeah. And like it, I didn't really and use it. It definitely wasn't anything. like the the way an individual uh, makes a name for themselves in the writing world. Right. Most um, people were on Plurk. You don't even know what Plurk is. I, I, I know what. I, 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 Did you have a Plurk account? No. Plurk is like still popular in Asia. I bring up Plurk like all the time because <laughs> it's like, it was like. You're still trying to make Plurk happen? I'm trying to make Plurk. Plurk was cool because it had like a timeline that went like this way. Mm-hmm. It went horizontally instead of vertically. So you know how Twitter timeline yeah, yeah, is yeah. like it stacks on top, but like the Plurk timeline would be like the future is over here. God, and that like was never going to work. The past is over it, here. It's, it makes too much sense. Worked in Asia. Uh, they also had like characters. You could be like a Plurk monster. That's it. <laughs> you remember Turntable FM? Yeah, Turntable FM was amazing. Uh, we had a Verge. That was the best. We had a Verge Turntable room where all of the Verge editors would go in and we would like DJ and there were like a lot of people would come in. Those like terrible little things would be bouncing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could get like different outfits and like... Uh, Turntable FM was awesome. I, I mean, I, nobody used it, obviously, but it was awesome. I remember every Friday at like 2 p.m., I'd get an email from Kevin Roos. He'd be like, yo, I'm tired of working. Let's let's just like let's let's do turntable and like let, let, let's see let's see how big we can get today. This is totally what we did. It it's was the same so thing. much fun. That was awesome. And you'd like and then you'd like have your we used to have like you could put like five DJs on stage yeah. at once. But then like somebody would somebody from like who wasn't part of the team would sneak up uh, and you'd have to like kick them off of the turntables. Just get, get so they play like they play like screamo like metal music. Yeah, they play yeah they play like a Lincoln Park track or whatever. And I'm you're like, like yo, this was like a smooth R and B or like we're playing like amazing like dance music and all. Of sudden it's like fucking crawling in my skin and i also mm. love just how <laughs> sorry lincoln park how, fans how amazingly illegal turntable fm they oh just, yeah they just i used had to upload no no i would upload random shit <laughs> like amazing oh yeah no it was definitely like it was like the wild west god i totally forgot about turntable fm i did until uh like a month ago i was having a kind of like I turned in a story on Friday and it was like two and I just like had this flashback. I was like, Oh, I have the rest of my Friday afternoon to myself. What should I do? Yeah. Oh my God. Is turntable FM still up? And it was just like, no, what's going to replace? What can replace turntable FM? How come there know. isn't something like that? We should build a, we should do a startup. Like that's just a turntable FM. That feels like uh, it could a be long called, time ago. It could be called something like, um, fried Fridays, Friday, uh, TJ Fridays, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> TGI Fridays, it's like you could have like ten ninety nine entrees yeah, like for two. Unlimited potato skins. Unlimited and, and skins, skins of any type, uh, potato or otherwise. Anyhow, so all right. Let's the reason back. I brought that up yeah. was well, before the turntable FM example was, you know, just establishing a voice and realizing you like to write before you had really any ability to broadcast it. Right. I think is the way I'm wired the way I'm wired. I completely understand if you're, you know, and having a WordPress blog that people didn't, that there was no guarantee that anyone would ever see it because there was no, there was no promotion. There's no mechanism. There's no mechanism yeah. Yeah. of um, getting it out there outside of myself. And I've always been very anti bug people to 
do anything. Like, promotion's gross. Like, you have to admit, like, I don't know if you, I grew up, this is, gonna, this is like an old man story. I'm so excited for this. I mean, I grew up in like the 90s and like in the oh. 90s, in the 90s, like thing, it, Laura and I talk about this all the time, but like selling out, this is kind of her thing, but I'm going to steal it a little bit because we're married and that's part of the contract. So <laughs> we do that. It's beautiful. Uh, but like, you know, but selling out wasn't like, selling out wasn't cool. And like self-promotion wasn't cool. And like there was like a period where, you know what I mean? It was like people didn't, it was cool to be like the person who's like, I'm good, you know, sort of like, I'm not going to talk about myself. I'm not going to promote myself. I'm going to like let people discover it on their own. I mean, like if you think about like underground music of any type, like of like genres of music, like indie rock or whatever, the whole premise was like people are not it's not cool to like be self-promotional it's no. cool to like let people discover it on their own and when they when they would discover it, they'd like be really into it we're on the other side now we're- no we're on the other side where everything is self-promotion everything is like you said performative i mean you didn't say everything's performative but i'm saying that there is like a performance going on yeah and and it is like increasingly difficult to separate the performance part of it from like the thing making the thing that's of value right and the the thing is there are you have to peel back so many layers before you can like actually find what the the thing that's being made is. Like, you have to like you have to get by past like the brands and the and the public and like all all those so things. It's like so, it's like somewhere in there. There's like a there's like a sentence, right? That's well, like no, really it's like you see, great. You see like you see a story like somebody tweeted something about this the other day. There was like a story about the App Store or something, you know. And there were like 39 articles about this topic mm-hmm. it was like tim cook said they're gonna let you delete apple apps from your phone or something that was the story and there were like 39 stories around it that were the same story and it's like how many of those stories did you need to read to get that like one nugget of information that's yeah. like ultimately like relatively inconsequential yeah. anyhow you know like i do feel like it's also like that that kind of game of telephone where it's like what is like when i see something on twitter when i see a link on twitter i'm like almost apprehensive about clicking it because i feel like it's all bullshit you know in a way like it's all like whatever whatever that tweet is does not represent what the thing is i'm actually going to get to i'm not saying it's clickbait i just feel like it's like disingenuous so how do you get to things well i do click on i do click on links how how does anybody get to things so i read i actually read this is so nerdy though like i my homepage is feedly and it's like a bunch of news sites and other sites that i like to look at and like so i look at like i scan like what's out there right now that's interesting mm-hmm. but i look at twitter i mean i i click on stuff from twitter yeah. facebook less less like i don't use facebook in that way i've been trying to figure out how to use facebook in a way where you can treat it as like a news feed yeah but it doesn't really work for me it's like it just feels really something feels this is the same way i feel and i'm not trying to like beat up buzzfeed but although like i had shawnee on the show and we had the same conversation mm-hmm. where you go to like the buzzfeed homepage, and i know a lot of people don't do that but like you go to the buzzfeed homepage, and it's like 13 you know, celebrities who were ugly as kids or whatever. And then it's like campus rape. What are we going to do? And it's like, these things don't feel right together to me. Mm -hmm. Like they just doesn't work. It's like philosophically. I feel the same thing about my Facebook feed where it's like Syrian refugees getting tear gassed. And then it's like somebody's baby. So I just had a baby. And it's like, why are these together? I don't, I don't mind that. um, Because, well, I don't mind it on my in my Twitter world because no, no, Twitter's like, you, different. You have like you ultimately have you are deciding who is on your right feed. Right. No, no, that's the thing. Facebook for me is like much more people I know, like friends and family, and yeah. Twitter is much more like 
people that I want to follow because yeah. they're funny or they are smart or they're like good at sharing stuff. I like I my the way I I use Facebook uh, outside of just you know seeing that people got engaged. Uh, <laughs> the main is, use for yeah, Facebook is sometimes I do like something happens at Facebook where you know there's just there are stories or things that I'm that like are exist outside of my internet bubble. Face, like, face, like, like what? Give me an example. Just like some, I don't know, like anything that's like on the Huffington Post, <laughs> or like, uh, or like <laughs> Post publishes a lot um, of stuff. Or, or just like, like celebrity, or, or celebrity. Just like some rand, like very, very like C, like C or D side, uh, viral video that like hasn't. Made like a, it. like a like a kid stepping in dog poop who's crying. Yeah, like that type of. That's stuff. That's a real video I saw, but I didn't uh, see it on Facebook. I saw it on the sidebar of Time. dot com. Yeah. yeah, or the <laughs> fact that you know my Facebook often like people on my Facebook often like talk about stuff like four or five days later. Right, and I'm that always also reminds me that you know the the need to get everything immediately like wow that's a i guess a good thing it's like not that's not normal it's not like, how the real world it's not is. how the real world no that's really interesting actually i want to take a quick break and then we're going to come right back because i want to talk about this fanduel i want to talk quickly about a new very cool series that's airing on pbs it's called indian summers It's a new masterpiece series, which provides a twist on standard period dramas. It kind of shows a window into both British and Indian experiences during the height of British rule in India. It's a nine-part series. It premieres on Sunday, September 27th at 9, 8 central on Masterpiece on PBS. It's set in India in 1932 during the twilight of British Raj, or rule, in India, which officially ended in 1947. And it features an international cast of Indian, British, and Pakistani actors, including Julie Walters, Nikesh Patel, and Henry Lloyd Hughes. Indian Summers is set in the Simla region near the Himalayas, where the British would relocate during the summer to work and socialize. While the British in India are living a life of privilege, the Indian people are beginning to rise up with calls for independence from British rule. It's got multiple simmering plot lines that touch on politics, class, romance, and the rise of a nation. Check it out starting September 27th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, a masterpiece on PBS. All right, I want to quickly talk about FanDuel. FanDuel, as you know, uh, Magnus is a big fan, big user. He's been uh, he's been very successful apparently so far this season. I'm I'm frankly a little worried that uh, if he if he keeps winning on FanDuel, he's going to leave he's going to leave the podcast. Thanks to all of his riches. Let me tell you a little bit about FanDuel. It's the trusted leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. They're paying out over $75 million a week this football season. Building a team is easy. You just pick your players, you stay under the salary cap, and sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just a dollar, so anyone can play. So as I said, Magnus is doing very well on FanDuel. He tells me, he claims at least that, uh, and I I frankly am not sure what this means, but it's very important to Magnus. He says, if the Buccaneers' Doug Martin turns things around, he's leaving the podcast and will be buying an island. So I assume that means there's a lot of of money flowing in the direction of of, uh, my producer, which is frankly very upsetting for me because he's quite good at this job. Last year, Matt Nichols from Ohio turned a $25 deposit into over 25 grand playing fantasy football on FanDuel. You can join him and the over 1 million other users who've already won money. 
Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use the code TOMORROW to sign up right now. There's a special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it with up to $200 that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to 200 bucks. The offer is only good for the first 50 people that use the code TOMORROW today. Don't forget to use the code TOMORROW. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. Okay, we're back with Rambert Brown. We're talking about uh, how the real world interacts with like news and stories and content, for lack of a better term. But you're, you were saying that like people on Facebook won't talk about things for four or five days or whatever, or will still be talking about a story that is four or five days old. But that's like real, real life. What I've found, like nobody who isn't working on the internet the way we work thinks about news the way we do. Yeah. I mean, I'm on, I have a group text and I have an email chain that are comprised of people who are not in the business of the internet, you know, um, teachers, um, uh, people that like, um, one person that just like your non refreshing Twitter, normal, like, wonderful adult regular people with regular um, jobs yes um who are just living yeah and um there's no there's no reason why they uh someone with um someone who's a teacher would know the 10 o'clock a.m internet development and the 11 o'clock it's like right like sunday night is a nightmare for people who work in, on the internet in like news yeah but normal people don't feel that way yeah they're just watching the walking dead and they wake up the next day and they're like oh this this is interesting this is an interesting story yeah and like you know normal is a i'm using air quotes because that's there just are like, air quotes because none nothing is normal but just purely if you don't work if you're not in the business of constantly monitoring the chatter of the internet there's no reason why you wouldn't why you would find out about everything in real time so i in some of these um email chains or group texts that i'm in you know someone will be like did you see this like y'all read this right and it's like four or five days after i it's did like the dress and i remember at yeah i remember <laughs> four at days first, after the dress i remember at first i was like at my res- my like an obnoxious internal response was like <sighs> Like seriously, old. Like y'all <laughs> just talking about that, and then like I had to remind myself that like I was the weird. Yeah, you're one. the freak. Like I'm the freak. Yeah, they're that, normal. Like that, you know, had already um, seen it, gone through a whole backlash cycle. Um, like <laughs> yeah, you know, like, everything been part of fights. Yeah, you're um, like you have had every possible exposure to yeah, that thing, and they're like, and they hey, already I just heard about, about it. it. It's like uh, like Ahmed. Muhammad, is that his name? The kid who built the clock? I love Ahmed. Ahmed's, well, it goes without saying that dude's amazing and the fucking people in his community are the worst. Texas. You know what? People, I I want to say something. People are, a lot of people are like, hey, it's Texas. And it's like, yeah, I guess. But like, this is like a pretty extreme bout of stupidity for a large group of people. I get that it's Texas. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, we can't I'm, just blame Texas. I'm from the South. I can. I, I'm allowed. Can to, we solely blame Texas? I'm, for I'm allowed stupidity? to make fun of the South because I'm from the South. It, 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 it doesn't come from a um, an elitist thing. If someone from uh, Massachusetts, I mean, there's smart people from Texas. Um, absolutely. You know, they just don't live in uh, this kid's neighborhood. I'm allowed. I'm allowed to make fun of Texas, though. <laughs> and so, like, I'm like, come on, Texas. But like, you stop know, being so Texasy. But like, the night that that happened. <laughs> 
I like how you do it. It's very sassy, though. It's like, Texas playful. <laughs> Don't be so Texas-y, Texas. Um, come on now. But the, but the night it happened, I had like, I was like way down the rabbit hole of like outrage on the internet. Mm-hmm. And like, I realize now that for most people, that probably wasn't even a story until like the evening news yeah. the next day. And by the time that rolled around, I was already like, people were already like, he had already been invited to like the White House and like yeah. all this crazy shit had happened, yeah. which I like was like, oh yeah, every step of the way, like, oh, Ahmed, get the, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's like, but you know, normal people aren't like that. You know, like my mother will send me articles from the New York Times all the time. And it's like, like she'll definitely send one. It's like, did you hear about this kid who built this clock, you know, in a week or something? Yeah. And she's pretty informed. You know, she's pretty hip. But anyhow, so, so obviously like we exist in a reality. I just like, I, I like, I like attributing normal with a positive connotation. There's nothing not, wrong with and that. And not a, like a simpleton con- uh, uh, connotation. But it's actually better in some ways. I mean, this to me like gets to the, uh, the core of like- it's my, healthier. Yeah, my problem with like content on the internet is we are attempting to like inundate people all day, every day with shareable viral hits. And like, it's not just about clickbait. It's not just about like- the tax clickbait or whatever the fucking story is, but it's also about like the stuff that's even good. It's like gets pushed over and over and over again. And like, not just one person, but like a hundred people are doing these like stories trying to like create this, like the echo effect. And it's, to a human being, like your ability to process information, like one of the things that was really interesting on The Verge was like early on we were doing like a bunch of features. Like every week we do a bunch of like really big features mm-hmm. and we'd see like, oh, the first one did really well, but then how oh, people didn't read these like other three or four that we did. It's like, what's going on? And, oh, like our audience doesn't have the capacity to like read 5,000 word pieces every day, all week long. That actually yeah. requires them to like sit down take some time, think about it. And like, so the less we did try to do like five, 5,000 word features every week, the more people actually paid attention to the shit. But it's like, that's humanity only has so much capacity to like ingest content and stories and yeah. like pay attention to them. So I feel like it's like punishment to the audience in a way. Like we're punishing people for wanting to be knowledgeable and, oh, and entertained. Absolutely. But uh, this, this conversation started, part of it was when we talked last on the last episode, we talked about this, the, the VMAs and you were saying oh, how it, it always, I, how everything it, was a bit. It almost ended it all for me. I almost, I almost, yeah, just, I but almost we quit. only got to, we only got to the part in, on the recording about how you felt like everything was a bit and it made you like get Twitter off your phone and you almost like quit the internet or whatever. Yeah. But like the conversation we had afterwards is actually like, it goes deeper than that. I mean, and my impression is for you and I feel this way that like so much of what we see is like manufactured. Oh yeah. It's like yeah, not yeah, even absolutely. real. It's, it's not, it's not real. It's like that, that, that inundate the content you're being inundated with isn't just like, there's a lot of it. It's also like a lot of it is bullshit. It's well, like I, built on bullshit. My, my my response to watching the VMAs was like everything that's happening here is um, being being manufactured so that it can be um, it can be blogged about tomorrow, right? And you know, and not not like written about um, like it's like oh like like it, it's just, it's basically. It's like it doesn't matter on the internet that much anymore if stuff is um, true or false. It's Fake. just like what, whatever is whatever is taking place, it can be written about. Right. Like I, I remember a couple days ago seeing something, um, and it like the the theme of the post was just like rumor. So and so is in some movie, and <laughs> and like that's it was like it's really vague and. <laughs> 
And Do you remember who and what? I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was it was the uh, blog post about um, s- someone who was rumored to be in a new movie. There was like no factual evidence that this was even true, right? And if it ended up not being true, it wasn't even going to be embarrassing. Right, there were no stakes. Like it could, I could literally like write a post. It was like rumor, like the two of us are in the new Star Wars movie. Dude, you're not supposed to fucking that, talk about that. JJ well, Abrams dropped, was like, Don't. I dropped, I dropped the the my book idea on the last That's one. That's true. So, uh, now everybody knows we're in the new Star Wars. Well, I mean, you work for Disney. I do. So that was an easy <laughs> I mean, contract for you. No problem. For <laughs> I me, mean, it's a little was, more yeah. difficult. Actually, they just added, added the reason I left Bloomberg was to take on a role in the new Star Wars. Yeah, they just, I, I was just finally, like, I add a couple more zeros on my current yeah. contract. And we're Several good. more zeros. Several. And for me, they're like, you're going to be the new Boba Fett. And I was like, done. <laughs> Not Boba Fett. I play his cousin. There's just no... Like, Joey Fett. The, <laughs> the stakes are so... The, the, there, there's no... Like <laughs> Joey Fett. Just refer to me as Joey Fett from now on. Thank you. I I just feel like there's no uh, there like there no like there's no stakes and right. there's no shame. Right. And that's a that's a really bad place I think for an industry to be in where it's just like you can do anything. <laughs> and, right. And, right. E- and even if it's wrong, it's okay. No, I agree. Like I, it's crazy. Like we shame be, is important. Shame is like the like one of the most important things that you can that you can constantly walk around with. Like not wanting to be like ashamed of the way you're being. Right. And so when it's like an industry full of um, an industry where you can just do anything and there's no re- repercussions, like create uh, creatively. It's like, oh no, like that's like that's really bad. That's really, really, really right. bad. Well, it's like if you don't, it's also impossible to judge what's good and what isn't. If like people are, le- if people basically are like, do whatever you want, say whatever you want, write whatever you want. I mean, I do think that can bear some like really amazing fruit where people are able to say things and do things they wouldn't have able, ever been able to do before. Oh, 100%. Like, but it also. I mean, how much do you of that do you think it's is linked to like this desire for like just getting like maximum people to look at your stuff? Like, I feel like a lot of that is built out of like, like good, just go go go, like just get something, just like write something. Yeah, I mean, you know? I mean, I, I I will say this, and this is one of the many things I will give um, Grantland like so much credit for is like even when I was in the daily, uh, the daily turnaround internet cycle, yeah, where. It was like this thing happened on Monday. We need something by Tuesday. Um, I was never tasked with doing it first, right? You know, it's like right. if if the yeah, we ma- taught you said you never yeah. broke anything, yeah. And it's like that 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 five extra hours I had um, that went from uh, being in that first wave to getting something out, and most likely. Um, Unless you were just like a very Grantland only reader, mm-hmm. uh, you weren't hearing of this news first through me. But like, I at least had the ability to put some effort into <laughs> the post, add, add something to yeah. the and yeah, you know, like I for me, and this is one of um, one of my good friends, uh, Court Jefferson, who is a, similarly a gonna die on this. Uh, hill that I, I will also die on. He's going to die uh, on the hill. Um, Does he know about he, this? He doesn't know. Um, okay. But he's also like, I mean, the thing he always, he's like said to me for years, he's like, 
like writing still for me, even in like the the depths of the internet world, is still art. It's like still like right. my artistic expression. Right. And so even if it's about, you know, that stool in the corner of the room, which is like a very like no disrespect, like a very basic stool. Very basic. It's like I'm if I'm gonna write about it, if I'm gonna use words, it's like not gonna like it it is gonna be uh I'm going to try to make it good. And has to, it has to matter. And I don't think, I think that is, that, that is, we are very far away from that. It's just like the, the art, the, the art is like the art of engagement, the art of, um, like the, art, the art of, the art of, you know, words are business now. There's like right. a, it's like, that. that's where we are. And, you know, I don't, I, sometimes I want to worry about the entire internet and like save the entire internet. I think that's that you you were you more in that world of <laughs> save, wanting to save the internet. Uh, save the internet. I want to save the internet. For me, my my save the internet is you know not trying to hold out as long as possible. If that makes any sense, trying not to give in to the um, the, the the numerous things that would make it really easy to be a content producer on the internet right which is just well, like just just do do the formula but your your way of saving the internet or whatever it is you're doing maybe saving yourself to me is like like when i think about what like how do you stop this thing like how do you stop this like monster that we've created like i think it's really the basic thing is you have to stop thinking about the things you make as like a commodity as just like a commodity to be traded and start thinking about like what in my world, like what for me and for what I can do as like a creator of any type, like, and I don't mean like creators, you know, I mean like me personally or yeah. you personally, like what's the best that I can do? Like what's the best thing I can do and what's the audience that that actually would appeal to? Like, do I think it's 50 million people or a hundred million people? Or do I think it's 5 million people or 10, or maybe it's not even that many, maybe it's 5,000, but like, to be realistic about like, I don't want to make a business. Like, I don't want to be part of any business, frankly, that is like, let me get everybody to look at this right now. Because I think that when you do that, you trade the quality and the depth and like the patience of like really good work for something that is not valuable to like the people that I want to talk to. It's not like it's frankly not valuable to anybody, but like it's okay to like read something if you're bored at work on the board at work network yeah. or any other network. that's like a funny listicle. Like that's totally great. But I don't think I'll like my contribution to society. And I'm guessing like, you don't think your contribution to society through like what you do is like funny is going to be like a funny, like listicle probably like, I mean, a throwaway. Like, not, I mean, I, I don't think it's that clear cut. I, well, I th- you know what I I'm think, saying. I think it's. I think it's. It's purely a. I'm trying to think how to say it. I. I I do. When I think about like my career, it's like I obviously want. Um, more and more people to just like read, the things that I have to write. I I like. I I I don't think, um. Eyes are bad if I continue to behave in the same way right. like kind of stand no, by if the you same. if you do what you do and build an audience there's nothing wrong there's that's that's the yeah. right thing that's supposed to happen yeah um but there's like it's I, I can't remember we talked about this on the last potter we were just sitting around it's like it's kind of a, a short game or a long game 
type of arrangement. It's like, are you do you cash out now and get all of the eyes now, or do you kind of chip away over time and you know convince more and more people that this like this lane that you've taken is a worthwhile lane to follow? But and yeah. The long game is the harder game because it's a slower, it's slower and it's less profitable. Yeah. But like the reality is like, that's the thing is like, if you can be like the, a viral sensation or whatever, that's going to get you more money faster and more audience faster than being like, Hey, I wrote this really thoughtful thing and it's hard to read and it's going to take a while, but it'll be worth it at the end. And like, not as many people are going to sign up for that. Yeah. I mean, so that's what my thing is. I'm not saying like, you're not going to do like a really great list. That'll be very funny. Like that may be something you do tomorrow yeah. because you want to. I don't think you're trading quality for doing that. I think it might be like another facet of like your writing personality. I'm just saying that your career, my guess is that like you don't want your career to be based on just having to do that to serve like a big audience. No. I I mean, mean, and that's how I feel. Like I don't want to make anything where the goal is just get, just grow. Like I want to make things that where people, where people give a shit. And I don't care if it's, I'd like you to be more than five people. But I don't care if it's like five really dedicated, smart people. Yeah. I'd like to make a living, I guess. I'd like to get paid something. But, you know, they think that's like, I think that's the point that we're at now where everybody's, I think there's a question you got to ask. It's like, how, how much can you, how much you have to sacrifice to be really popular and big? This goes back to my 90s analogy. Yeah. By the way, you know? Yeah. It's like when, it's like, you know, did Nirvana make a mistake signing to DGC? Some shit that only people from the nineties. Great. (laughs) Should they have stayed on sub pop? I don't even know if this is right. I don't even know if what I'm saying is accurate. I don't remember. The point is, like, it's like not like selling out or not selling out, but I do think it's about like being true to what you can be great at versus being true to the almighty dollar. Yeah, I mean, and (laughs) and I get you know, I, I I mean, this might be just a complete indictment of my lack of business acumen which is uh, <laughs> which I, I am I am like very like I, I am very actively bad at business you're not a great businessman I am I saying. am not a great businessman I am like a terrible nego- self-negotiator really uh, oh my god like really? I'm, I'm really bad it takes I don't I think I feel like most people are bad I feel bad at it I always feel like I'm like, um, I'm like oh I fucked that up yeah but that's in some ways like for me that's been some of my saving grace in it's partially just this lack of thinking about what I do as um as a a cog in business and the other side is I've always had a really uh I'm, I can't remember I said this last time I've always had a really hard time uh doing seeing myself do something that I've uh, spent a considerable amount of time by myself or with my friends, like once making fun of. No, you you said this to me when we were having a drink yeah. afterwards. Yeah. You did not say this on the podcast. This Great. is one of the things that I thought we should talk about. Yeah, it's like, I, I was like, ah, like if, you know, two years ago, me and my friends were like sitting around looking at this being like, yo, that's, it's like super corny to, you know, like take an Instagram photo of your, of your new Nikes and being like, yo, just do it. As the caption sounds good to me. I don't you know, know what the problem. Like, like, like if I was, if, if do you think that that's corny? That was, I think it sounds pretty good. Nah, I think that's pretty corny. Um, <laughs> you know, well. I mean, just because it's like, oh no, like 
those are words that like someone told you to write. Right. And like I as a writer, I'm just like not in the business of 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 being told what to write. I think because you, this my, is like having standards. My, I mean, my my name, like I like my whole my whole professional existence is uh, is my byline and then all the words that are below that byline um, being attributed to way I, to the way I think. And so to, yeah. ha- to begin to um, get into a world where those words aren't as authentic, it's, it, it, that's just a hard, that's a hard thing for me to see myself doing. And right. again, and I'll keep saying this, uh, I I don't I don't have a problem with individuals doing it. It's just like it's just not my thing. You don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And if the only thing I don't like is when someone feels like that's the only way to succeed in this business is to do it. Right. That's the thing that kills me because it's like, oh, like you don't have you don't have to be beholden uh, just because we are in an industry of people being beholden in order to just right. like, do well, things. But we also have to change the industry. I mean, we have to change the direction it's headed in, don't you? I mean, that's what I think. I think it's like you look at the direction everything's headed in, and it's like it is hard to say for a lot of writers, especially like young writers, to say no to the shit that, they, that they're being asked to do because that's the business that exists now, you know? Yeah. I do think like Grantland is a great example of a place where um, something relatively pure has like thrived you know like where there doesn't i read those stories and i'm not like these guys must have been forced you know it's like these guys must have been forced into doing this boogie nights oral history it's yeah. like yeah i don't think that probably happened you yeah. know i think that like a lot of those ideas spring from the place where like good editorials should spring from and like you look at historically you look at like the new yorker or vanity fair any of these like publications have been around forever and they still do like very much do the same thing and it's actually like to me it's kind of like like there should be more of that that's like new. Like Grantland's like one of the things that's yeah. new that does that. It's like, why aren't there more publications where you can go to it every day and say like, this is, this feels good. Everything I'm reading here feels like right and real. And like the people who work there aren't being pushed to do, to do bullshit essentially. Like aren't being pushed to do, yeah. you know, whatever the thing is that would make you cringe. And that, by the way, I think the thing that you, the part where you're like cringing and not don't want to do it, I'm, Maybe, I don't know, you were kind of cringing when you said it, but the stuff that, like, would be embarrassing or corny, like, that's just, like, kind of having, just, like, personal standards, right? I mean, I, I, I mean, I, in some ways, yes. In other ways, it's purely a, like, a, if the, if the script was uh, flipped and someone was looking at my stuff yeah, and their response was, like, like, oh, man, like, why are they doing that? Yeah. Like that would that would be that would uh, that would freak me out. That so, maybe like when maybe Thomas Pynchon reads your stuff, he might be like, "Oh yeah, this is fucking corny." He t- that's what he, he always He's like. T- I, you know, I would never write about. He, 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 always, he always tells me that. He's, I would never do a story about Nicki Minaj's bar mitzvah photo. And you know, I think there's like, like <laughs> a, a very interesting thing about that piece. I know we talked about it at yeah. length. That's a very interesting piece. Um, uh, for people to like hold up to me as like a piece because that's just like as like a piece that like very much blew up yeah because that was like me at peak troll yeah that was me but at it's... like I was like yes like I understand all the 
all the interesting, pure, like jumping into the mind of a teen type things. And like, like I, I get why like people like that piece. Just like, it's also like, look at all this. This will probably be something that's written about really whateverly by a thousand places uh, tomorrow. You mean like us or something? Just, just anything. It's like Nicki Minaj. Like, like Nicki Minaj. A celebrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's what's interesting is that to me is like even that, which could look light to people like just like, oh, it's a jokey thing or it's like a viral thing or whatever. Actually, I mean, but then like you go and write about Ferguson and that's like totally the opposite vibe on every level like where it's not both of those things stand on their own as like smart weird different perspectives on something and like the nikki photo i i mean i think it's like funny but at the end of the day like actually the analysis is sort of this weird the undercurrent of your analysis of that photo yeah but it's like really about like this weird kind of like this like adolescent but yeah it's like like existence it's it's anti the formula of how you're supposed to just like right. take a celebrity. And that's what thing. made it good. That's what makes it good. That's what makes things good is like when you're not, when they aren't the thousandth version of the Nicki Minaj attends, you know, yeah. bar mitzvah for somebody like, cause that's how everybody else is going to write about it. I just love the internet. I, no, just, I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be better. The internet can be, it's the thing about it. And we have to go cause our time's up. Unfortunately, yeah. the thing is the internet can be so much better. And there's like, but to me, like, there are the moments like you see those moments all the time. You just don't see enough of them. I feel like where you're yeah. like, Oh my God, this is fucking amazing. Like you can make amazing things. Like there are crazy brains that can do insane things and like tell crazy stories and like do them in a way that nobody else has done them. It's just like, it's so clogged up with all the other stuff that it's hard to see it. Yeah. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having to like constantly monitor myself. Cause I think I, I can feel myself becoming like a, uh, a Twitter curmudgeon. Who's just like grr, 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 and like, like spinning. bitter, like bitter. Yeah, and it's like I don't, I don't want to get bitter because I love the space so much. But I think I, the bitterness is actually a, it's like a pinching self sign that I do have like a pulse still. <laughs> yeah, but you're not a vampire. Not you're not a viral vampire. Not, that's a good, it's a good uh, just band, that. band name. Viral vampires. Viral, viral <laughs> vampires. Maybe do you, what do you play? Do you play anything? Uh, yeah, um, spoons. Really. Yeah. I'm a drummer, so we could have like a spoon, drums. People haven't done that yet. All right, I, we got to wrap up. Ram, thank you for coming and doing it. I'm glad we did this. this I'm glad we great. did it too. Do this we get great. do we get more do we get to more of what you want to talk about yeah. this time? Yeah, I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna We can do a third one. I'm not gonna care. text you. You can just be the guy. You just be like I can this make my life a lot easier. You just be the other guy on the podcast. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna text you on Sunday. And it's be fine. like, hey, delete, Please don't. delete both of them. We got to, we got to, <laughs> no, we got to, we got to go back. You're like, oh, you don't know because I, I was going to talk about Lost, but you don't even know the plot point I'm about to talk about. No, because you haven't seen it. I know. I, I stopped watching. Yeah, it. Yeah, I know you did. I know. All right. Anyhow, thank you for coming, and that's the podcast for this week. Great. We'll be back with more <laughs> tomorrow, next week, and as always, I wish you and your family the very best, despite the torrent of viral videos that are being delivered to their Twitter feed right now.